Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I'm Aaliyah. And I am LaDerek Riel. So our topic for today is going to be Quarantine Chronicles. Quarantine Chronicles. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Okay, then, Ray, how did you feel when Corona first hit? When um, she stepped on the scene, honey, just... <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, it was... I don't know. It was different. I was at work and you see all the news articles at work and the schools that are closing down and you really didn't know like, okay, how is this going to impact me? Is this going to be something that just comes and goes or what? Because this is different than the flu. It's different than something that we've had to do with before. But Ray, what do you do for work again? I am a teacher. I teach high school. Okay, so you were saying, like, from the work perspective, you didn't know when they would take the kids out of school or when they would make y'all basically virtual, right? Like, you didn't know when it first hit right. that would happen. Yeah, we didn't know. It was all of, oh, you see what's going on in the news? We didn't really know what was really happening. And then out of nowhere, we just started getting these emails about, oh, emergency faculty meeting, this kind of meeting, that kind of meeting. And so then in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, they're planning something. They just mm. haven't told us yet. And so y'all are having meetings and still having to like teach the kids in school? Well, when we started having the meetings, it was like the end of the day. And then it was literally right before they decided to um, have everyone do remote learning. So I think we had, it was on Wednesday or Thursday and they sent out the email from the county saying, hey, uh, for two weeks, we're gonna be at home. And then our principal was like, emergency faculty meeting tomorrow. We're going to discuss the things that are upcoming and figure it out together. Okay. So, but how did it hit you personally when you first heard about it? Like, what did you feel just with you? Um, Personally, at that time in March, it really didn't affect me in any way. Um, I, you know, I didn't really think about it in too much. I was just like, oh, great. We're going to be out of school for two weeks. I need a break. <laughs> it is what it is. I feel that for sure. For me, like with work, because um, own and operate and manage a home care agency and trying to open up some other things dealing with the medical field, we still have to service our clients no matter what. Right. So for me, it was kind of like making sure that our clients felt comfortable and that our aides felt safe to go to work because most of our clients are in the elderly age group. So when they heard about COVID and when they heard that COVID-19 was um, aggressively hitting the elderly community, they all got scared. So I really didn't even have time to worry about myself because I was so worried about making sure everybody else was okay. So that way everybody's still getting service and everyone still has a job. Personally, because I had to put on a brave face at work, I didn't even have time to be sad. Like I, I've had family members now that have had COVID and thankfully, you know, they've come through the other side, but I know people that have not been so fortunate. Um, but for me, I, I couldn't, I couldn't let it affect me mentally or emotionally or anything like that because I had to push through for other people. So I guess for me, when it first hit, it was like, okay, hit, how do I move forward? How do I move around the virus or how do I move through the virus? Because I can't stop it by myself. Right. So because you're a school teacher, you would say, you said Wednesday to Friday. So I guess it took you like, it took them like, what, like three days or three or five days, you'd say, for you to start going to work virtually? Not even that. Literally, 
everything I'm gonna say Thursday we found mm-hmm. out on the Thursday and then that Friday the kids didn't have to come to school um it really shows how much educators are needed because within 24 hours we had a plan of pretty much it wasn't a foolproof plan but it was a plan pretty much of this is what we're going to do for these next two weeks like we're going to wing it and we're going to make it look good and hopefully it is good but it was quick and then as time progressed and those two weeks turned into the rest of the semester um you know we had to find ways to manage okay how are we going to remote learn uh, or remotely teach these kids? How are we going to, because I teach special ed, mm-hmm. so it's like, how are we going to do progress monitoring? How are we going to keep track of this? Right. How are we going to keep track of that? And so, you know, even now, since school has started back, we're still not face-to-face yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a learning process. Um, it showed us that you can't just assume that everything's going to be the normal that we've been mm-hmm. used to. And so you kind of got to get adjusted to these different learning situations and learning models just so you can better serve all the kids. So at work, I mean, it kind of, I miss being in the classroom, but at the same time, I understand like, okay, we can't do this right now. Right. So then has your feelings changed about COVID since March? Like, because now we're in September. So like, how do you feel about the pandemic now? Um. Miss Rona is a bitch. Hello. Cause, I mean, I just feel like if we would have had the proper information mm. at first, okay, because then, they knew. No, they did. <laughs> we would have been better prepared and able to manage it. So many people want to have lost their lives and their jobs okay. and their homes and everything else that has happened. Um, you know, I just started being comfortable going out of the house, right? Um, for so long. It's just like, I need to stay at home. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to get sick. Because mm-hmm. I know every time I get sick, it's I've been feeling like death. I, I don't want to leave. I feel that. So, I'm ready for it to go away. Yeah. But I don't want to rush it either. Right, because now they're trying to come out with this vaccine. And I'm just like, how did you guys pump out a vaccine in six months? And you're expecting children to take it to be able to go back to school, or I don't know what the regulations are going to be about. It's just a bunch of speculation right now. And I'm just like, there's no way that in six months you guys have come out with a vaccine that everyone should be taking to make sure that they don't spread it to anybody else. Like, because at this point, excuse me, wearing a mask is like a daily routine. Like I check the, when I leave the house, I make sure I have my phone, my keys and my mask. Like I'm so used to making sure I have a mask, a backup mask in the car. And when I see people without their mask, sometimes I'm looking at them, judging them like, um, where's your mask? Cause for me, I never stopped going out the house. So, but I did stop going out the house for leisure stuff. And then, you know, Atlanta, we, we were half open, half closed. So I'm, I, I, I feel like my my viewpoint on COVID hasn't changed besides the fact that now I'm just getting annoyed because now it's stuff that I want to do, like go on vacation and go to different restaurants or do different activities. And now I'm just feel like my life has just been at a standstill. It's not my fault. Like I didn't deserve this. Like I didn't, do, I follow all the instructions and now Corona is ruining my life. So with that being said and us saying, you know, if we get sick, we feel like death. And I'm talking about Corona's ruining my life. What has been your mental health like? On a scale of one to 10, one being, 
I am almost at my my wits end. And 10 being I am peachy cream, super happy. What would you rate yourself as your mental health right now? Hmm. I would say I'm at a five. You're at a five, okay. I'm at a five. Why would you say a five? I would say I'm at a five because part of me is like, okay, we're going in the right direction. We're going to be, I know things aren't going to be the normal that we expect, but they're going to be somewhat close to that normal. But then it's also on the other hand, it's like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, (laughs) some got to give. I'm tired of sitting in the house. I'm tired of wearing this mask. I'm tired of just hearing about it like people who know me know that i talk to my grandmother every day and i tell you peggy will talk my head off (laughs) about did you pay your mask i feel that my grandma's the same way i popped up on her the other day and i was just thankful she even opened the door because (laughs) christine she's the same way she's like um what's going on with you Right. Then it's like, well, I saw on the news today and they know everything. I saw this. I'm like, can you stop watching the news for a little That's another thing. The news is messes with people's mental health too because it's so it's so much information. I'm not telling people not to watch the news, but the news gives you so much information. And sometimes because the news isn't government regulated and the news can put a spin on anything. So the CDC could say a million people have coronavirus and then CNN could flip it or whoever could flip it to say anything different and you're taking that information because you don't have a subject matter expert that you can ask who's about the truth you know what i'm saying exactly and i think that's one of the biggest things that people need to understand is it's great that you're looking at the news but also make sure you're fact checking where your news came from because absolutely i saw this meme on facebook and they were like, oh, wearing a mask is pointless. And one of my former coworkers <laughs> shared this meme where pretty much if a man has no pants on, you have no pants on. That man pees, that pee is gonna get on you. Mm-hmm. If the man has a mask on or pants on uh-huh. and you don't have any pants on, then the pee is gonna pretty much stay on them. So it's like, you know, you gotta kind of look at it and think, <laughs> okay, Wearing the mask ain't so bad if I'm going out to the grocery store and I'm social distancing, I'm doing everything I need to do, but you also got to make sure you do that everywhere you go. That's true. Because there are people who are doing it in certain situations, but then they hang around their friends. They don't know where their friends have been. They don't know who their friends have come in contact with. So it's like, you're putting yourself at risk, but then you want to say, oh, I don't need a mask. If you have on a mask, I'm fine. Well, if I'm wearing a mask and you wearing a mask and homegirl over here got her baby with her but she got a mask and their baby can't have no mask on but this one person decide they don't want to wear a mask right and they've been around whoever they can get her baby sick so it's just like be considerate of other people because you're not you're going to keep saying that but when it hits you when it hits your home it's going to be something different yeah. and it's just that could definitely message your mental health when you're trying to you're trying to take care of yourself and, everybody and other else. people, right? And, and that's the that's the thing about it, right? Is that it's to make sure that you and everyone else around you is safe. It's not just about you, because like you said, you don't know who you're gonna be around. You don't know who other people have been around, and that's questions I, I check people's. I'm one of those people like. If I see you hanging out with too many people on Instagram, then I'm not going to hang around you for a little bit. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I don't love you. 
but it's because I have to take care of myself because if my girls can't go to work, I have to be able to go to work. And if I'm making sure that I can go to work means I have to make sure that I'm healthy. So I got to make sure I'm taking my medicine. I got to make sure I'm taking the necessary steps to make sure I'm okay. Because my mental health during Corona, I'd say it started at an eight, but now I'm like almost at like a four. But that's just because of other life stuff that we'll talk about in another episode, listeners. But just talking about Corona, I would say that I'm probably at a five or a six too, just because now I'm just starting to feel... Uh, what's the good word? I'm just starting to feel frustrated with it because it's like, I feel like they should have done more. I feel like the government should be doing more. I feel like everyone, the powers that be could have done better to prepare us. And I feel like because they didn't, now I'm just frustrated because it's like I can't make them do what they're supposed to do. Like I can, I can march and I can write letters and I can call people but it's like, what can I do to hold the government accountable? And for that, it kind of makes you feel a little defeated. Right. And then with coronavirus season or pandemic, we've had a lot of racial injustices that have been going on, which we will give a whole segment to. But just to touch on that a little bit, that's also affected my mental health because it's like, dang, coronavirus is killing people. Cops is killing people that sleep in the bed. You got random people killing people that's walking down the street, running down the street, just breaking up a fight it's insane it's like i get hit one thing with the pandemic i gotta care about everybody then i'm getting hit with nobody in america likes black people and i'm black and this it's a lot it's a lot then you still gotta go to work and smile and you still gotta put your best face on and you still gotta have faith and you still gotta push through it's hard and i definitely can say that my mental health has been negatively affected by that but also I can say that my perseverance um is something that I found through that has also helped me balance out my mental health and being able to you know find different outlets so that I'm not so sad all the time because it's so easy with all this negative stuff going on around us to get sad and to fall into your mess so with that what are some coping mechanisms that you have been using or practicing or what do you think listeners could utilized to help them during this pandemic um for me personally because it's not over listeners where you're it's at. not <laughs> please do um for me i have become a wine connoisseur okay. i literally drink wine almost every day <laughs> um, i'm trying to get back into writing um i write all the time and i do just like when everything started it's just my mind has been elsewhere between the stuff going on in the world and work and grad school is just like I don't have time for me anymore but I have time to pick up a bottle of wine and, mm, <laughs> and drink and go to sleep right. so it's just that has been one but I'm trying to do better I'm trying to find other things I recently started going back to the gym so that helps me too and I've learned like literally if you work out with your mask on you'll be able to breathe everywhere you go because you're so really? used to having something covering your face so that has definitely helped me because when we first started, listen, by the time I get from my car to my front door, I'm out of breath. Right. But that is, that's help. What about you? Um, I am such a workaholic. I feel like that's all I do is just work in school, work in school. Because right now I'm working my PhD 
and I'm I'm in school for that and then you know running businesses I feel like I just throw myself into work now I did start back working out which I think is a really big help because when you're sitting so much in your day it's easy to just get in a I guess a sad mood easier because all you're doing is sitting and then it's easy to get stagnant so I have been focusing more on working out making sure I'm moving around but I'm I'm I'd say these past two weeks I've been working on my relationship with God and that's really been not a coping mechanism but it's something that I found that has changed my attitude because focusing more on him has made me a more positive person it's made me be able to be more optimistic as well um but I guess that's I guess I could list that as a coping mechanism because it's just made me more I'm thinking more about the positive side of everything. Like, okay, this happened, but what's the positive? Okay. Or this happened, what can I what can I find out of this to make it better? Basically, what they say in the military, where I'm hunting the good stuff. So I feel like that's been something that I've been using to try to control my attitude is to hunt the good stuff. So with that, first we'll talk about our personal view. So what about you personally has gotten better or worse during this pandemic? Um personally i will say i have become more in tune with the things that i want from myself and out of life and what i expect for the other people who are in my life um i like that and a little like because i'm i'm always like a hard person like you know we've been friends since college so like I know you can count like a handful, a handful of times where you've actually seen me cry, but I feel like yeah. I've become so emotional throughout this time because... And that's I, a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, um, I would definitely say it's a good thing because okay, I'm not holding stuff in anymore. Mm. I'm speaking on, this is what I want. This is what I need. If you can't do it, then oh well. Like I'm going to find ways Hello. to either get back at you or, uh-uh. <laughs> or I'm going to remove you from my life because I need... I just need, I needed that. Yeah. I needed to feel like I was human again because I got so caught up mm. in being this person for everybody else that I didn't take the time to grow as a person that is for deep. myself. And it's like, I want kids one day and I can't be this hardcore person that has no emotions. And that's what I've been like. I had a conversation with my stepdad a few weeks ago and he told me, I, he was like, you know, you're such a good person. You're so, so nice. But you also sit around and you look at people and you're like, I wish a bitch would trap me. And I said, and that has been my personality for forever. And I was like, and I try not to do that. And I try not to be that way. But it's it's a learning thing. And being home and being around my family and my friends a lot right. has taught me like, hey, you got to chill. You got to realize that they have feelings and you got feelings too. And if you constantly holding yourself back to please other people it's not gonna work you need to speak up on what you need and what you want and this is the perfect time to do it because you ain't got nothing else to do that's true but what's gotten worse would you say um, or has anything gotten worse at all i won't say anything has gotten worse i would say because i have spent time learning myself i've become more vocal about certain things that have bothered me or what's bothering me and it may seem to another person or anyone on outside looking in that things have gotten worse but it's actually like hey i'm trying to do the work i'm trying to fix this i'm trying to heal from past traumas i'm trying to move on and do better and so to you it may look worse but to me this is progress right 
I feel that. I think for me, what's gotten better is kind of the same thing, but I'm going to word it a little differently, is I've been more honest with myself because I can definitely say that I, not that I was living a lie, but that I wasn't being my true self 100% of the time, especially when I was by myself. And because I am currently, you know, by myself, I have had more time to focus on me. And just like you, I've realized what I want, what I don't want, and I'm done compromising. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a dictator, but what I am saying is that I want what I want, and that's that. And I'm not gonna compromise on my wants or my needs anymore. Um, I definitely, if something is unnecessary, you know, I, I definitely X that out. Or if it's something I don't have no business doing, definitely. But if it's something that I'm doing for the betterment of me, then I'm not compromising that. Like recently I've decided to stop drinking heart liquor um, and to stop any other kind of extracurricular activities. And because of that, I have gotten not backlash, but I've gotten some resistance from some of the people that are in my friend group. And with that resistance, I've just learned that, hey, my decision is my decision and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter that somebody wants me to do something that I don't wanna do because if I decided this is for me, then that's what I'm gonna do. And I think coronavirus has helped me do that because it's allowed me to say no and to sit at home and I don't have to make excuses. It's it's just, this is what it is. And I don't know if it's the pandemic that helped me or if it was time, but either way it happened during this time. So I guess I'll give Corona her props for helping me to be more honest. And like you said, also more vocal about what I want and to stand in that and to not be afraid of being a lone wolf in certain situations, because if that's what I want for myself then that's what I want for myself. Worse, Work has gotten worse because coronavirus has opened up the opportunity for individuals to make more money on um, unemployment than they would with a job. So hiring has been horrific and I cannot wait until this virus has a true vaccine or a true, not even a cure because even the flu is still around, the flu doesn't even have a cure but just a resolution so that people can start going back to work because I know there's people out here who need jobs and I, I understand the reality of the situation of, you know, I'm making more money on unemployment, but it's, it's employees out here who are really hurting and who really need you to go to work because it helps our pockets. And if, if we're on unemployment, then we don't have jobs to provide for you either when all this is over because at the end of the day, I see it into the tunnel for the coronavirus. And because I see that, I need other people to see that too. Right. But if it makes more sense for you to, you know, sit at home, make unemployment, then I understand that. I'm not knocking people who actually need it and whose jobs have been gone, they can't find work. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people like me who are actively hiring and can't find people because they would rather stay at home. So, what it would be your worldview? What do you think about the world has gotten better or worse? Um, I mean, the world's been a shit show for okay. a long time. I think because everyone has been so aware of what's going on and not preoccupied with other things, we have time to pay attention. Mm -hmm. We have time to actually stop and listen and really see it. And like you mentioned earlier, like we're in a pandemic it is racial injustice still going on it's just like all of these things are hitting at one time 
And it's like, you can't talk about it for five minutes and then brush it on the rug and hope mm-hmm. no one saw that news segment. No, you're going to have people protest and you're going to have people, you know, sticking up and standing up for what's right, right and what's wrong and calling out those who stand in the way of us being on that right track. Like, I see all the time, like, people are looking at the United States like we together. It is because we are. Like, Hello. we talk so much about being this this first world country and we have this and we have that it's the land of opportunity but you tell people to come here but when they get here you have people that treat them like trash trash so if we're going to be this melting pot then we all need to mesh together Mm -hmm. there is not one race that's better than the other we're all in this together Mm. and it's like until people (laughs) (laughs) until people see that it's like shit is still going to be bad so I say I won't say that it's worse. I think we've become more aware to the bullshit that is going on. Absolutely. And we don't have have any distractions to separate. Okay, this is good. This is bad. This is good. This is good. This is bad. This is good. So it's like we're constantly seeing, hey, it's some bad shit going on. You need to pay attention. You need to get out and vote. You need to do this. You need to do that. Because the orange agent is fucking up a lot of shit right now. Hello. And he has people in his corner that are fucking up a lot of shit and it's like we can't just sit around and pretend like nothing is happening I don't know how anyone in their right mind could I don't know how anybody in their right mind could pretend like this is not happening because it definitely is I feel like the world got better for the same reasons our crap got put on the front screen and that's just what happened worse is just I just think it made people sit down and you know some of us some people couldn't afford to sit down. So I think some families are really being hurt right now. And the government needs to really take charge and make some sense of that. Also, I think what got better is the environment. Yes. Like it was whales and stuff and in Italy, you got dolphins swimming through the Riviera. And I think the environment definitely needed that pause. But now everybody's trying to start back so fast that our environment is going to get hit back again. So then it also might be a hit worse too. So real quick, I think... Our vision for next year should probably be because we had some of the same kind of similar betters for personally. I feel like our vision should be to just keep keep it up. Yeah. Keep up what we're doing. If you're out here and you're trying to make it happen, keep it up. Do not give up faith. Do not give up work because faith without works is dead. But on the other side of that is you gotta you gotta keep showing up. I know it's hard. And I know you don't want to every day, but keep showing up for yourself. Keep showing up for your family. And this thing is going to turn around. I don't know when. I don't know how. But we can't stop just because it's hard now. Exactly. We got to show up and show the fuck out. Because Mm -hmm. just because you don't think anybody is watching, trust me, somebody is always watching. Always. Your your hard work is definitely going to be noticed. And so... You know, it's hard to say, this is what I want 2021 to look like because we tried that for 2020 and we still have But it's just, you got to stay positive. You got to hope for better. And you got to tell yourself, this is what I want out of my year. And hey, things may happen along the way. The ride's going to be bumpy. Life isn't meant to be easy. But as long as you're trying here and, and you're working towards those goals, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I've accomplished a lot of things in 2020 that Me I didn't too. expect. So in the midst of everything going on, you could be having your blessing. Right. So you just got to stay positive. Go vote. 
keep protesting. Keep protesting. Keep just uh, vote. Be active. Vote. Georgia, y'all got to October 5th. October 5th. You might as well do it right now. Please. Vote. Vote. But that is it for our episode of Sincerely Lee and Ray. Yes, the Quarantine Chronicles. you guys enjoyed it. And we will talk next week. Share us to Please. your friends.